You are listening to the Fire and Lunch podcast. As a reminder to those listeners wishing to remain unspoiled for the books, run. This is an all-spoiler podcast. All published books and novellas are fair game. Thanks. And who are you, the proud face said that I must eat this pie? Life got you down, on the run from your past. Need affordable passage away from your problems? We are pent up pentos wine and shipping. We'll get you there confidentially. Buy a cask of wine, get a free upgrade to box with poop holes for your comfort. Hello, we are Fire and Lunch. Welcome to the podcast. This is episode 29, The Wars to Come. I'm Megan. I'm Rachel. I'm Jenny. I'm Lauren. I'm Katie. And I'm Jess. So welcome back for season five. This yeah. is like one of the Yay. One long times since all six of us have been here. So it was a really big weekend for us. Lots of nerdy things. We, almost all of us, are collectively obsessed with Daredevil, which came out on Netflix. And then some of us went to go see Lord of the Rings with the live orchestra. But does anyone want to talk about what we did for the premiere? Rachel? I cooked a lot. (laughs) (laughs) It always comes down to food. (laughs) I'm I'm eating all the leftovers right now, actually. It's pretty good. Yeah. I, I, I had some of the extra pie that I left at the house. I made my usual pies while simultaneously boiling pop toys. (laughs) <laughs> Thanks for not mixing those ingredients, Jenny. <laughs> well, Megan was going to apple pie. Megan was going to heat up the pie. the spinach artichoke dip in the same pot, but we decided against that. That was a good plan. I mean, we were going to wash it first. <laughs> <laughs> Essence of Funko. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's yummy. No. I just want to give a shout out to you, Rachel and Joey. You guys are great hostess, both of you. Thank you. Yeah, it was fun. I'm glad that you guys journeyed out to Essos. (laughs) It wasn't that, it really wasn't that far. Like, everybody was, like, complaining about the time, and you're, like, apologizing. I'm like, it's not that bad. It's fine. Well, it was fine until we were trying to get back, but, you know. We had each other's company. I I liked Whiteout would comment every once in a while when we would comment. That was good. She she contributed to the conversation. Yeah, she's a fan. she's She's a big Sarah Pounce supporter she's a big fan of my be. foot <laughs> <laughs> um, so any other comments about yelling. our how premiere was, how was the lord of the rings thing i didn't get to go to that that was fun it was fun it was fun the guy in front of katie because we were sitting in a like we weren't sitting next to each other the way we were on the balcony we were actually sitting one in front of each other and the guy in front of katie was sobbing which was really awesome well, um, you know, was Howard Shore there? Yeah. Yes, he was. Yes. Oh, my God. <gasps> oh, I didn't know that. He came he out did and conduct. cried, too. Yeah. <laughs> no, this he, guy was sobbing during the movie. <laughs> he didn't conduct it, but he came out at the end. Several times. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, there were, like, many times of them coming out for, like, the standing ovation. It was basically yeah. like the end of the movie. There were eight of them. Yeah. Many <laughs> endings. <laughs> And he did a signing afterwards, but we didn't stay for it since we were getting to the premiere party for Game of Thrones. I think we'd still be on that line, actually. It was really that long. Probably. But it was fun. It was it was a lot of fun. And, and sometimes it's like they're so seamless in the way they perform that you don't even notice that there's an orchestra right in front of the movie. It's just it's just it's really well done. And Katie and I want the dress the, the, the soprano was singing because that was like amazing. That sounds cool. 
Uh, before we end this section, I do want to give a shout out to the Dread Pirate Roberts and his awesome new show <laughs> on Netflix. Everyone check it out. Oh, Daredevil? Daredevil, yeah. As, or as I call it, Dread Pirate Roberts auditioning for a Tarantino film. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. Oh, that outfit is so nice to look at. You guys are going to be disappointed when you get to the end and he's no longer wearing it. I stopped Jenny. I don't want to get to it. Spoiler, people may not have watched Spoiler, Daredevil wears a Daredevil outfit. (laughs) I wouldn't wouldn't call it that. (laughs) And we are an all-spoiler podcast. For everything. For everything. So any other comments about the weekend? No. There was lots of pop toys that were made. Yes, yes, there were. <laughs> yes, Jenny made a custom Euron, so I have Nunkle to go with Asha. Well, you're going to get another know. Nunkle if he can ever travel to you. Yes, so. all the Nunkles. <laughs> I oh hate God. that word. <laughs> and we also made a, a uh, an Obara sand, and uh, Megan made a Liana and an Arthur Dane. With glittery hair? Yes. I was going to say, yes. he, had, he had shiny hair. It's very shimmery. It's very appropriate. <laughs> We're having a lot of and fun making them. <laughs> yeah. And they're on my like little coffee table next to me while I'm doing this. Aww. Not at all related to the show Game of Thrones, any of these characters. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they have mentions in the show. Speaking of the show. <laughs> yeah, yes. speaking of the show. <laughs> So yeah, I remember that thing. it's been a while. So should we do a recap or reminder about the Frey Pie rating or just go into our f- ratings? Hit it, Jenny. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> okay. So if you remember from last season, we like to rate our episodes on a completely arbitrary Frey Pie rating system. Uh, there are three Freys that were baked into the Manderley's pies. There was Rhaegar, Jared, and Simon. And so Rhaegar is the best rating, Jared in the middle, and Simon the worst. I don't think it's arbitrary. Rhaegar would obviously be the most delicious. <laughs> so that's why he's the best. Sure. Okay. Yeah, I'm just saying. Speaking of pies, actually, when we were on the train going out to, to, to your house, to your apartment, Rachel, there were these two women, older women. One of them was a huge fan of Game of Thrones, and they had just come from the Lord of the Rings. And we didn't, like, I didn't realize she was a book reader at first until... Uh, until she started saying something so I was like oh then you should get my shirt it's a it's a it's a book reference and I was wearing the Mandalese pie shirt and she oh, points yeah. it and she goes Ray I was like yes, <laughs> she came all fan. the way from Alaska to see Lord Alaska. of the Rings oh my god <laughs> and as I pointed out to Megan they are us in a few years <laughs> I know it was so awesome Actually, I'm not that far behind her I don't think Okay, well, since you wore the t-shirt, Lauren, what was your Frey Pie rating for oh, fuck. the Did wars you really to come? Pick me first? Yeah, no, um, I kind of, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There were some parts I was kind of mad about, and uh, but for the most part, I think it was a high Jared with a, a little bit of a Rhaegar. Okay, a slice. Okay. Of that's my that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. How about you, Rachel? I agree with Lauren. Um, I thought that. I, I'm kind of okay with episodes that are a little bit slow in the middle, uh, and this episode <coughs> was a little bit slow in the middle, but I'm kind of a fan of that. So I'm going to give it like a, a, a mostly Rhaegar with a slice of Jared. Ooh, that's high praise coming from you. I know. Yeah. Never happen again. <laughs> well, but nothing Yeah, never happen again. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Jenny? Um, 
I'll give it a high Jared. I thought it was a solid episode. It was the premiere episode, so it's not going to be quite as exciting. I mean, although they did kill a character at the end, but you know. <laughs> I'll, I'll save my, my Rhaegars for later in the season, hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of hope. <laughs> trying, yeah. trying to be optimistic. Yeah. Katie? Um, I'm giving it a pretty solid Jared. I think it was probably one of the better premiere episodes, um, just because, I, I don't know, it seemed pretty tight to me. I didn't even think that it was kind of slow in the middle. I thought everything was done pretty well, pacing-wise. Um, and I just, I don't want to give anything a Rhaegar unless it makes me want to, like, tear my face off. It's so good, so I'm, I'm reserving that. <laughs> it's a pretty solid Jared for me. Jess? Oh, I agree with Katie, like a high, a high Jared, especially like the tightness of all the scenes. I thought they were short and concise and kind of to the point. Um, I didn't particularly like the Brienne and Pod scene. It felt out of place. Yeah, they felt out of place, but everything else was like everybody said solid. It set up everything in a way that didn't feel contrived, particularly like the high sparrow stuff. It felt like it was like, it flowed nicely into like where they were going. So I liked it a lot. Cool. I also thought it was really well done, and I would probably give it a Jared a la mode with some Rhaegar ice cream, because there's some <laughs> things I really loved, like a lot, and then other That's things that I thought were pie. good. What? Gee, That's I wonder what. I'm trying to imagine it. <laughs> I mean, you know, not just regular ice cream. It's going to be Rhaegar ice cream. I don't think we've ever uh, had a Jared a la mode before. We yeah. haven't had a Jared a la mode. <laughs> so, <laughs> I figured that's, you know, pretty good praise for premiere episodes. So, yeah. pretty good. So we're going to start doing something a little bit different starting with this season that's kind of inspired by the recap post we've been doing when we did a rewatch in the off season. So we're just going to call out certain things that stood out to us in the episode, like certain categories of things. So the first one that I just think really stands out in this episode, and it's the award I love giving, at least in the episode recaps, was our Ned Stark Award, which basically means that someone's putting honor before intelligence. And I think we all basically agreed that Mance, hands down, wins that this episode. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. He made Tormund cry. <laughs> oh. You know when John's yeah. telling you to, like, just bend the knee? You should, like, you know, if John is doing it, you're like, really, why are you not doing it? <laughs> well, but I, I understand where he's coming from, oh, though. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's not the culture of the people that he was trying to lead. And, I mean, it's certainly in front of Stan, like, once Stannis was asking him, he couldn't do it. Sorry, that would be my phone. <laughs> it's Mance calling. Um, he has a comment. <laughs> from the He's dead. like, all you kneelers. I mean, like, he obviously wins this award because, I mean, really, he, he in private, he could have thought about it a little harder than he did. But, I mean, I get it. He Once he was out time. there, he just had to, you know. You know. Ned Stark even, like, basically did the equivalent of kneeling by telling everybody that he was wrong. And Mance yeah. Raider couldn't do it. Well, yeah, well, here's here's my comment. They both so, have the same ending in a way. Well, yeah, it's, it is. Yeah, mostly. But I think I think what's interesting is because we've kind of gone on a different path already in this in this episode from the books. I think that this, even though it was a death scene, did a really great job of kind of making Mance seem braver than he did to me in the books because he, you know, he's a he's a deserter and he went and he got power and women beyond the wall. Uh, which, you know, it makes you look down on him because you're all, like, you know, Team John, right? And he doesn't do that. So the the fact that he, like, chose to burn instead of kneel, that's pretty brave. No, what I was saying is I actually kind of missed that they didn't say, and now his watch has ended. I agree. When he did die, because he was a member of the Night's Watch. He did finally, like, acknowledge that 
in this scene. And I thought, I don't know. I kind of wish that it would happen, but it wouldn't have because now they're kind of making a strict delineation between the Night's Watch and the Wildlings. And the only one who kind of like embraced that side of Mance was John. So I don't know. It, it would have been a cool thing to see in the scene. Great comment, Katie, except they're free folk. <laughs> What'd you say? Oh, oh, come on. <laughs> oh, she's getting thrown out of the brigade again. <laughs> Am I even in the brigade? I think I just have like a day pass. <laughs> oh, you're a day passer. I said that anyone is welcome for joining the John Love Fest. Totally welcome. Everyone. I think another great thing about that scene, though, is they did such a great job of making you dread it. It, it, it and they showed everybody that was there, including Shireen. And you have to think, you know, Melisandre burns a lot of people. She's burning people every day. And that's just something that they do. They stand around and, and experience that on a daily basis. Just the, like, the horrible dread of watching someone burn and then having she to endure that. She doesn't dread it, though. Well, she doesn't, yeah. but nobody well, she, else seemed to be enjoying themselves besides... <laughs> besides Celine. Besides... Yeah. Freaking, oh, yeah, so uh, was, like, smiling breathing. up a storm. Like, it was like, yay, party She time. was having, like, some kind of, like, I don't know, moment. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was it was actually really cool because it, it sketched out who these people were. It fleshed them out more than we've really gotten in the entire time they've been on the show. I think. It kind of summed up who they were. Everybody's reaction. Well, her putting all the babies in the jars didn't scream fanatic to you? <laughs> oh, well, you know, that, that could also do okay it. it's okay that you're with my husband because you're giving him shadow <laughs> That, that could also do it. You know, hey. Whatever. But I mean, like, if you're going to have a summary, this was a good summary. Yeah. This was yeah. a good review. Remember, like, these she's people crazy. Are crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Just in case. I agree. I agree with what you were saying, Rachel, about how that scene made you feel. And I think the music helped with that, too. Like, by using the Stannis kind of theme, I felt it kind of built that, like, tension and, like, dread at what you were watching. Also, Kieran Hines, that, like, one beat where John says they're going to burn you alive and his face. Yes. Was yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. It was just kind of terrified all at once. And there wasn't even a resignation. He's like, nope, I can't resign myself to this. This sucks. Yeah, that was a great scene. And we can yeah. touch on it later. But are there any other shout outs or special awards we want to give for this episode? I want to give a special award to Sansa for not looking out the damn window. <laughs> <laughs> She's not watching. That seemed very Ned, Ned to me. I don't know. Just not noticing things directly in front of you. That seems very Ned. So she was being very sassy in that scene. <laughs> yes, but also Brienne is wandering around 20 feet from her in the field. I don't think she would go with her anyway, though, at this point. Yeah. No, but it wouldn't be Sansa saying, like, Brienne, save me. It would be Brienne looking in the window and being like, that's fucking Sansa Star. <laughs> she has darker <laughs> hair. She it? wouldn't know. <laughs> it would have been funny if she was still shouting Arya's name. <laughs> Arya! <laughs> Can someone remind me what happened in that scene when we get to it? Because I have no idea. I totally blocked it out. Which scene? The Brienne scene. I completely, I know she's Nothing happens. She was bitchy to pod. That's about all I remember. She's broken by this. Yeah, she's dealing, she's dealing with failure. Yeah, because she's not bitching at all. She's, she's disappointed in herself. She's not what she wants to be. She's. Well. No, 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 not bitching. Like, she was being, like, Pod was kind of saying, I'm your squire, and she was snapping at him. Because. Which, like, 
She, yeah, she's, she's processing she's, failure. Yeah, and that's it. And she's like, I'm not a knight. You can't be my squire. Yeah, she, she doesn't really deserve a squire. It's not about Pod. Yeah. She doesn't deserve a squire. That's how she Well, no, it. it's never about Pod. But what I'm saying is she's going through a rough time, and he's kind of getting the brunt of it, too. I mean, like, it, it's it's everything. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff going on. He's also... He's used to getting the brunt of it. It doesn't make it right, I, though. It was no, a very Sandor thing of her that. to say. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, you can't be perfect all the time. No, I don't think anybody expects that, but it's like, it was just a, it was a rough time for both of them. That's all I remember. So any other awards are anyone we, wants to give out? Are we giving the MVP to Lancel without his wig? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Now that he doesn't have the wig, he's actually attractive. Uh, okay. So the well, reason I nominated Lancel for MVP for the episode is the fact that he has been gone for quite a while <laughs> and many, many, many a folk may have forgotten his existence until that really long explanation of who he exactly. was in the previously on <laughs> previously like on they trotted robert out just for him on, he's got the damn wig on the whole both time. wigs so by the time he <laughs> both wigs. Showed, yeah so by yeah, both of them and the beret so by the time he finally shows up again it's like who's that guy <laughs> and i just want to say hey you know what you didn't get recast they didn't replace you with someone else they just took your wig off congrats well, I like the fact that even Cersei says, oh, I didn't even recognize you. And I'm thinking, so did most of the Unsullied. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, he also looks like he is about twice the size that he was the last time he was on the show. Like, he looks like this big, tall dude, and they have him in that room. It's not just the way that they dressed him. Just, he just remember his different. shapely, skinny ass. And <laughs> <laughs> they actually showed it. They showed it in the preview. And I was like, is this really the same guy? Really? But we all know that my, my favorite thing about Lancel is his father. Kevin. I know. Yes. Got some Kevin action, so you know that it's a good episode. <laughs> Even though Very he didn't true. get mentioned by name. But uh, oh well. So any other awards, or should we move on? So this episode had some introductions and goodbyes. We already mentioned Mance dying, sadly. Uh, we I guess this is a technical goodbye to Tywin, even though he died in the finale, but we got his funeral or dead body with those really creepy rocks yeah in a fucking amazing outfit by the way it was a really quite fancy outfit it really was and then as we said we got to see some lancel so he returned which was kind of nice and kevin and danny has a new random unsullied person with her named mosador we'll see if they actually do anything with him or if he's just a one-off that is actually the name of miss and jay's brother in the books Who's an unsullied? But not in the show. No, they're not related on the show. But he—he he, he is an unsullied, and he actually was in last season. Was he? Wait, is he unsullied? Because he wasn't wearing the uniform. Yeah, he was in something yes. different. Yeah, I actually he's don't un- think he's unsullied. No, in the wiki they say he was—he um, was—he was unsullied. Uh, as far as I—I I saw an article the other day too mentioning him as an unsullied. I mean, he has his shaved hair. That's—I uh, that was kind of joking that he could be the shaved pate. <laughs> <laughs> he's Oh, They're good just, old Skahaz. <laughs> what's no, the, what's just, the whole name Skahaz? Mokendak? Mokendak, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Love that. Love that name. So I guess we'll see if they actually use him some more, if he's just going to pop up randomly every now and then. But we'll see. For locations, we, of course, get back to Illyrio's house. Though I don't believe they went back to where they originally filmed that scene, though it still looked very similar. Sans Illyrio. Maybe they did. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I know. you can't just name drop Illyrio and that show me Illyrio. Where is the cheesemonger? <laughs> but that was still 
nice to be back in his place, that I guess. beautiful. I was way happier to see that Winterfell's not burning, even if it has a fucking Bolton banner on it, <laughs> which is annoying. That was my first delighted laugh of the episode. <laughs> of course. Seeing that, seeing that Bolton banner just twirling up. <laughs> oh, God. It's, it's not burning. It's been four seasons. <laughs> that was a long time burning. And actually, this is the first time we've seen winter. Uh, no, the the wall where I'm like bullshit. We're not beyond the like. We're not at the wall. We're beyond the wall. This is the first time where I can legitimately say no. We're staying at the wall this season. This makes sense. Last All season, season, your last season, they were at the well, wall no. too the whole time. <laughs> well, no, were we? Yeah. Um, basically, that was the whole no. Except for the time they went oh, to Crash's we keep for two episodes. But yeah, no, they were at the wall. Oh. There was this whole episode, Katie, where they oh were at the God. wall. <laughs> yeah, we watched we it together. Um... Well, I knew about that. Well, come on. Okay. Katie, now we again. may have to make you leave the brigade. I Look, I'm I've been kidding. on the day pass plan the entire like <laughs> season and a half. Let's, let's be real here. So about those Maggie. flashbacks. About those yeah. No, 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 we're not I was going actually going to wait Maggie. for that. What's the yet. other? Yeah, we're going to wait for yeah. No, Maggie, okay, we'll Maggie. just say for now, flashbacks are now introduced in the show, and we'll talk about that later. Because only Lannisters seem to get flashbacks. It's okay. So, oh, God, here we go. Yeah. No, we're going to talk about our Rhaegar a la mode moments. So the stuff that was, like, really good that people really liked. Um, my stuff was, I really loved the stuff with John and at Castle Black, obviously. I was going to say shocking. Yeah. But it was well, no, well done. They're giving up something to do. You know, all of a sudden I see a lot of people who are just show watchers who have been kind of meh on John. And then after last night, they're like, oh my God, Jon Snow, he's doing really well. And I'm like, good. Yes. Keep going with this. This is where we're supposed to be. Yeah. And I just thought it was well done. Like it showed him being a good teacher with the kid, even though he like killed Egret, which is, you know, so John's like, I'm still going to teach you. And then they had Thorn being a jerk, which was very, you know, that's appropriate. That's how Thorn acts. I still love Thorn, but he is a jerk. Yeah. And then Mel being fantastic with her creepiness, which is. Are you a virgin? No. <laughs> good. good. <laughs> yeah, the double entendre thing. Like, what do you mean good? Good as in, like, now you can make shadow babies? Or good as in, you're not going to burn him anymore? Which good, Melisandre? There are two levels of crazy here. <laughs> shadow babies, obviously. Shadow I think that's what she's thinking of. I love that she introduced them as the bastard of Winterfell because everyone and their fucking mother in all of in all of Westeros knows he is Ned Stark's well, bastard. Well, if anyone was going to know he was Ned Stark's bastard, it would be Stannis. Yeah, come on. And Stannis actually didn't because Jon had introduced himself last season. <laughs> so, did he introduce himself as Ned Stark's bastard? I forget. No, Ned Stark's son. Okay. Yeah, but he said Jon Snow, so it's kind of obvious. <laughs> I'm John Bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Which like, and, I felt for John at that point. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm the bastard. Why not? I mean, I think he's used to it at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I felt bad because I felt like uh, for the first time that uh, when in the scenes that he was in, um, that Sam w- didn't really do much. Usually he's a, I feel like whenever he's in a scene, it's great. However many lines you can give him, he always adds to the scene. But I wasn't, I wasn't really into his stuff this episode. He was there to name drop Dennis Malister. Yeah, I think that was his purpose. Or they may be setting up what happens with him later on and like with him and Gilly. Who knows if he's going to stay at Castle Black 
It could have been a setup. We don't know yeah. for future episodes. So, Jess, we have to know, since you love Stannis, were you satisfied with Stannis in this episode? I was, but, like, I wish they would emphasize that, like, the burning isn't, it's out of obligation to Stannis. It's not, like, he's not a religious zealot like uh, his wife or Melisandre. I wish that would be, you know, sort of established. It feels like it just has to be done. Um, I don't know. That was a that was a that was a weird scene. Just you know that whole scene. But I did appreciate John putting Mance out of his misery. I said that said a lot about John as a person. Like he doesn't condone like cruel and unusual punishment. So I really like that was probably like my favorite scene. Yeah, and I like that they had him do it. I mean, they kind of had to since they had the burning of Mance be before John's elected Lord Commander. So it's not like John could have been like, hey, someone go shoot him. <laughs> it just and, it's, and it's book accurate, too, because yeah. he's the one that does it. But it also ties into, like, the idea of, like, are you a wildling? Are you, you know, are you a free folk? Are you with them? Like, why are you doing this? It's almost like disobeying Stannis, you know? Yeah. He's not just following orders of Stannis. It's kind of like a little bit of rebellion on his part to even do that because that's, like, messing up whatever, like, the burning would do, like, the burning of a king. Which yeah. they didn't make any mention of the king's blood. Yeah, I know, I, I, as I said it, I was like, wait, they didn't mention, like, the whole point of burning him. What was the, you know, they could have very easily just, like, done a more compassion. I wonder why John didn't, like, um, like, he didn't want him executed, but I don't know why he didn't fight more for, like, a, I guess, more humane execution. If there even is that, you know, a beheading or... Yeah, or an arrow to the heart. Anyway, because it was going for their god, so a beheading wouldn't have... Uh... But it's interesting because, like Jenny was saying, they never touched upon it. No, they didn't, but... No. That, that the I... idea is, like, he has king's blood, you know? Well, maybe they're trying to set it up so that when John does decide to maybe oppose what they're doing there or work against them, that it's more of a choice and less of a, you know, you've come into my spot and I don't like it kind of reaction. Yeah. Yeah. Or that yeah, he true. doesn't have any power at the moment. He's not Lord Commander yet. Yeah. I mean, yeah, what's I he going to do? He... Like, tell them no. <laughs> right. True. You can't argue with them about how they're going to execute somebody when they have all the power. Like, you guys are, you know. Yeah. I just have to say that I really love when Mance told John that um, he basically, like, freedom to make his own mistakes was all he ever wanted. I thought that was a great line. That was a great line. Yeah, it's a great line. And I wondered if a lot of the stuff that Mance was talking about with him in that final scene they had together if that might get revisited later on in the season of course since we know john's feelings about the free folk and everything are kind of conflicted in a dance with dragons at least any other comments about john or the castle black stuff before we move on to other Rhaegar a la mode moments um so can we talk about my favorite scene sure what's your Rhaegar a la mode moment rachel <laughs> Come on, you know what it is. <laughs> I just want—I just want to give a shout out to all of us who were sitting in the dark in my living room watching the screen. And as soon as Tyrion came out of that box, we were like, "Well, where is this poop going? <laughs> <laughs> where did he do his poops?" And everybody's like, "Oh, well, there's holes. He was probably pooping out those holes." And then five seconds later, he's like, "Do you know what it's like to shove your own shit through holes?" Like, yeah. Oh my god! I just the whole room was like, "Yeah." I just like that. Varys is like, "Do you know what it's like to shove your shit over the side of the boat?" <laughs> It's like, don't talk to me about indignities, dude. I didn't have to pick up somebody else's poop, all right? 
<laughs> well, I'm sure Tyrion would have gotten rid of his own poop if but he I'm didn't get out of the box. I'm wondering, though, did Tyrion poop in the box and then pick up the poop and put it out, or did he? Or did he? Yes, that is exactly what happened. Or did he place his butt up again? <laughs> so I'm yeah, fairly that's, certain that's he's I'm not saying. that like flexible. Okay, those were pretty high up. Hey, yeah, he's a gymnast or tumbling person. <laughs> Not in the show, okay? He wasn't doing backflips in that crate. He's not Daredevil. <laughs> we don't know. I just want to say shout out to whoever wrote the poop line and the poop holes because that was like the first time in this whole show that I have felt at one. <laughs> the writing process oh that goes on into this show. And if I can't have strong Belwas taking a dump in the middle of a fight. Then I can have these poop holes. Shit logistics, that's your like zen moment of Game of Thrones. But the attention to detail, there was like brown marks around the holes. The production team. What fucking shouted out about the attention to detail? Who's the prop prop intern where it's like, what did you do this morning? I I did fake poop on a a box. Pause it to see, and it looked like it was like finger, like finger marks. Oh, come on. Oh, my God. So Rachel, I have to ask: Do you like this part more than the beetle scene? Oh, that's, <laughs> that's real the tough. Scene. That's a real tough choice for me, you guys, because you really—you know how I love metaphors. Poopholes, <laughs> <Yeah>. they're metaphors. <laughs> Poopholes are metaphor. Yeah, absolutely, they're metaphors. Certain episodes last season, <laughs> including beetles. <laughs> So can we hope for Danny pooping later on this season? <laughs> oh, oh, no. no. You start with poops and you end with poops. That is the theme <laughs> of this season. Can I just give wow. a shout out to the fact that we finally have dragon names? Yeah. yeah. Thank, Thank you, Jenny, for God. moving us beyond that to another <laughs> Ray Alamon moment. <laughs> I got, I got so excited when she walked to... down into the whatever that is. What were we calling it? Pit. The basement earlier? The basement. <laughs> the basement. <laughs> is, is yelling their actual names. I was like, thank God. What did she think? They were like puppies where they were going to come over panting and happy for her? It took them four seasons to name dragons. Four. That's why they're so yeah. mad. Exactly. She's like, they're like, you didn't name us until right now. Well, that's why they didn't respond to her. (laughs) Who's this bitch calling? Where you go? Who's Viserion? (laughs) So does anyone else have any Rhaegar Alamon moments they want to call out? Um, Danny's wig? (laughs) Oh, yeah. It was really pretty. I like that we were more distracted by Danny's wig than Dario being naked in that scene. Well, because the good part of Dario was before he got naked when he decided to take out the knife and fondle it a little <laughs> to distract her during very important conversations. Oh, also like, good. That's right. I'm like, that's right, Dario. You play with that handle. We also got his dar wow. um, complaining his about darring. the fighting fits. Yep. It's called his darring. It's a verb. Um, so, well, since we're on the topic of Danny's stuff, I just want to say that I actually thought a lot of her stuff was really well done in this episode. And so I was pretty satisfied it makes me curious how they're gonna do the rest of the season and i really like the touch the nice like that they added that the unsullied were going to brothels just because that's a nice element from the books that i thought yeah was i just like that sandy was so baffled by it yeah well i don't know if she was baffled by it but i think she wanted to to be like well look if this is happening then why aren't why why isn't something happening with us i can that's, sing you lullaby oh, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah that's how i took it i 
that's that you know look if they're looking for attention if you're if you're looking for attention i'm here yeah Not fair enough sweets, which was very sweet but, i just love scenes with those two yeah which makes he's me all sad stoic and he's like i don't know what yeah. you're talking about <laughs> <laughs> all she had to say to him was hey can i talk to you for a second and he's like everybody get the fuck out <laughs> Entire room of like, i'm like, grabbing my spear and i'm leaving now <laughs> This is the he loves her so much, you guys. Have. So, does anyone else have any Rhaegar Alamod moments to I talk was about gonna before we say uh, the Loras and Marjorie scene? Oh Just, yeah. Despite my fears for where that's going, I, yeah. I really legitimate fears. Yes, I really like Loras and Marjorie Tyrell sibling moments, and she was being all scheming, and it was fun. And yay, male nudity! It's three three guys <laughs> yeah. in, this, in this episode. Yeah. Uh, um. Honestly, I keep looking at the Tyrion and Varys stuff i thought that that was really good because it's it's showing a depth to Tyrion now that he's kind of broken i'm getting more interested in him because he's he's not like some privileged kid anymore he's like oh shit i did all this horrible stuff and now i have to claw my way back to being on top like Varys kind of makes a line about that saying hey you know it's one thing to be born into this it's another to make yourself into a powerful person and that kind of hooked me onto Tyrion again so i really liked those scenes a lot that was my Rhaegar alamo moment Plus, we're skipping the whole where the whores go. Yeah, yeah. Man, I want to say it at least once. Yeah, I think that storyline will benefit by the streamlining that I think the show will do. And I thought that scene was really good too. I know there might be issues with how they're changing up Varys's like motives and what he's doing. You know, like certain characters are cut. Sorry, Jenny. Crying <laughs> in a colorful Not corner. Gone. But it was still a really well done scene. So stuff that's aside from the stuff that's cut, it was still very well done. I also I also want to give a shout out to beating up uh, little Robin. Oh my God! Yes. <laughs> oh my God! Oh please God! God yes. <laughs> I love that they're just like they just dumped him off on Royce. And they're all they're just like, openly Bye-bye. being like he sucks, and he can hear them. <laughs> and He's Royce like five like, feet from he them. He swings a sword like a girl with palsy. <laughs> that was horrible. That really was horrible. Well, no, I was just saying. I wonder if Littlefinger's doing that in front of other people. Just to, like, basically say, look, you really don't want this person. So whenever he tries to do another maneuver and get somebody else empowered, no one's going to argue with him. They're going to be like, you know what? He fucking sucks. I'm with you. Maybe. But if they're carting Sansa off to Winterfell, then Harry the Air is not a thing. No, he's not. But what if he's saying, we'll ally ourselves with the new lords of Winterfell. And then at some point, if they want to be like, hey, we're pretty close. Do you want to just, like, get in there? Do you want to join with the North? I think it would be easier to do that. I just hope that there's more random scenes that they just cut back to him still training in Royce's yard. (laughs) (laughs) Just getting the shit beat out of him with the flat end of a sword. Like, get off. He's going to get better and better. It's going to be like those daredevil scenes where he's training. (laughs) Doing all those cartwheels and shit. We're going to have to count the number of daredevil references. I'm surprised I'm not, not making it. them. It. <laughs> and it's not just doing it. <laughs> and I am quite fond of Charlie Cox. So every time you say something, I'm just like burning inside. Like, God damn it. I need I keep, Netflix. <laughs> I keep having daredevil moments because I keep nodding. And then I want to say, I just nodded <laughs> so that you guys know what I what I did. <laughs> oh, I got that. <laughs> <laughs> I got it too because I watched like seven episodes today, so. So do people have any other Rhaegar or Mode moments that they want to talk about before we just move on? Before we go to Nerd Rage? Well, I'm going to, like, transition to it, you know. You know. Talk, talk to us, Megan. Talk okay. to us. 
You have you have some feels. So I do. I have a lot of feelings, <laughs> and I admit they're irrational. But first, I want to say that I actually thought the flashback sequence was really well done. The actress they got for the young Cersei was great. Yes, I, she was. Yeah, she was great. So I have no issues with the, you know the people in the Except scene. That there was no murder. I no, think, I mean we don't know if they'll yeah, do more. They but I thought what yeah, I thought what they included. Yeah, I think there's more well to that. Done. A flashback to the flashback. Yes. <laughs> you got it. I mean, maybe they will, maybe they won't. We're gonna we can talk about that. We'll talk about that probably. But I thought it was still well done. That being said, my main issue is that it's even in the fucking show at all. <laughs> I have never. <laughs> I I will admit that I am still bitter that we never got the Tower of Joy, and we never really get any of Bran's like visions that he gets at all. And it, I don't know if we're going to get them. I mean, yeah, they'll get him back to him in season six, but we don't know what they're gonna do with that. So. I'm just annoyed that they had this rule where they're like, we're not going to do flashbacks or prophecies or all these dreams and all this other stuff. And then they break that rule for a Lannister. And I'm like, come on. Well, hold on. Okay. So this is arguably like the season where they're trying to get into Cersei's head more than they ever have before. So to open with that and see where a lot of her paranoia comes from is going to help us when she has to do the walk, like that horrible walk later. So I get it. But I also think it's like, good, now you're doing a flashback. I want what I fucking want. Give me Liana. Give me Rhaegar. Give me the Tower of Joy. Because, like, there's no excuse now. There's no, like, bullshit precedent of they're never going to do it. So this is making me hopeful rather than, like, pissed off. We didn't need this for Cersei, though. Exactly. Like, I feel like she could have had the paranoia without this flashback. Because, you know, Marjorie is a threat to her. And she you know, doesn't. And her, she's and afraid of Tyrion. Yeah, so I don't even think you needed this for that. I think the part about the Valonqar is important, and it's like, like they left that out, and it's like I think they have to go back. Yeah, to we'll it. get to that it's in a bit. Yeah. So I think first we need to talk about the fact that they're even including this particular flashback sequence at all, and then we can talk about what they left out of it. I think because I think that's an interesting discussion because I remember when A Feast for Crows came out, a lot of people were actually really mad that George even had the whole Maggie the Frog thing with Cersei, they were kind of like, that just cheapens Cersei's character in some ways because they thought she was more interesting before you get that reveal. What? And I can kind of see that argument as Jess pointed out. We are, she, there are already reasons for her to be paranoid. She already hates Tyrion. Was it really necessary? Is this really necessary, basically? Well, she hated Tyrion. She hated Tyrion because of, of, of she blames him for their mother's death. But, like, the fact that she doesn't trust him comes a lot from what Maggie says to her. Okay, but I think that her hatred of, of Tyrion is a lot more complicated than just you killed my mother. I think it's you killed right. my mother, my mother would have been my ally against my father. No one was able to tell him no. And I don't think that it was necessarily like a a, a, a pure love for her mother. I think the thing well, with... Well, that makes sense. I think the thing with including this flashback that kind of rubs us the wrong way is that because in the past they've had this rule of no flashbacks and no prophecy and they've always like tried to, you know, explain it away and, like, how we don't need those things because we can... They're not really necessary. And it's like, this wasn't really necessary either. And why couldn't they just, you know, explain things as we've been explaining them? Why do they need to go into the whole, like, supernatural prophecy stuff? But I appreciate that they are... In, it, that where when they can and where they can, they are dropping magic because this is I mean, a fantasy I, I appreciate show. that, too. It's just, like... Yeah, I mean, I agree with Megan. Like, why do it for this when they're not doing it for other things? 
Yeah. Well, okay, so I read, I don't remember which review I read it in, which kind of makes this suck. But anyway, I read a review where they, were the, where they were like, they have a lot of scenes where people are telling stories. Like, Oberyn is telling a story of stuff. And this is a scene where you're actually seeing it. And I think that it was important to kind of have that rather than having another scene of Cersei telling somebody something. Oh, no, I agree. It's kind of a way, oh, no, I mean, you know. I'm, it, what, I think it goes back to the fact that they're even telling the story at all. I don't think it's necessary to tell Cersei's story by using the Maggie the Frog stuff. I, I just don't. I mean, when you think about the grand scheme of, like, what the story is, well, it's not all that important. So I just think it's interesting that they broke their rule for this particular element, but they won't break it for stuff that's actually really well, important they, to the plot like the tower of joy <laughs> dream sequence that no, gives we away don't know something. but D don't think that that's important to the plot <laughs> except that's like the question like george asked them <laughs> well no hold on you guys they may still do this this may have been the first flashback not the only flashback because now they're saying we've broken all our rules we said no prophecy we said no flashback and no dreams and now they're saying we've done all of that so now they're kind of going like look we have three seasons left. We're, like, done. We're taking the gloves off. And this is kind of their first foray into it. Because I can't imagine they can get to the end of the series without having the Tower of Joy. Because, like, come the fuck on. Everybody knows who's, who's John's mother is. Like, <laughs> they and, need to do And it. Ned's letter is still out there somewhere. Yeah. Um, well, in the books, but in the show, he never wrote one. Yeah. Well, next well, season better be all Brand Weirwood Net all the time. Well, yeah. <laughs> And we should know well, that we actually no... don't know that Ned even wrote a letter in the books. True. Well, hold on. Can I say something about Cersei in this storyline? Like, even in the books, I actually really liked it. Because for me, having her be pissed off at Tyrion for the reasons that we had before, that she was upset because of what happened with her mother. Like, after a while, especially being a mother yourself and understanding child, like, I would think that you would have to be a little bit tweaked in the head or a lot tweaked in the head to still have that be the reason you hate your brother. When you get this, when you get this prophecy, she's still fucking crazy. But at least you're kind of seeing where the paranoia is coming from. And I actually thought it added to her. So I'm really surprised to hear that people thought it cheapened it. Yeah, I didn't think it cheapened it at all. I just I think just it's hilarious it because it's not about Tyrion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's totally not. It's Jamie. <laughs> um, so I guess that's actually a good segue, too. So they did include it. And I know some of you are mad that they just didn't include the reference to the Fallon car. Well, I they think could, it, they could yeah. still. But, yeah, I think yeah. they could still do it. I don't think they ended it. I think they just like kind of broke it off because she was interrupted by somebody. I think it's going to keep going. I think it has to, because otherwise, what's the point? Like yeah, they the, didn't. The, it, there wasn't anything in this actual scene that means anything for it to. I mean, because I worth, mean, no, so. that's not true. Because I mean, you have the younger think, queen stuff, but I think yeah, I think the Valonqar part is probably more important. In terms of prophecy, I mean, she's already having problems with Marjorie, so. Well, and the thing is, they did say three questions in the actual flashback, yeah. and they only showed two, so you know that number three is coming. That, and they bothered to cast her friend at all, which means that. Right. They have to kill be... her. Yeah. <laughs> she's got to get thrown down the well. <laughs> well, that'll be sad. It'll <laughs> <That'd> be fine. <laughs> So, but also, just to close that, yes, it's interesting that Cersei is a complex individual, but if she's rude to Kevin again, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> she's always yeah. rude to Kevin. It's not going to stop. <laughs> yeah, I think it's only going to get worse, Rachel. 
Yeah, when she's like, you will not be Hand of the King. Please well, go speaking away. speaking of things getting worse. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, tell us your, your nerd rage. My nerd rage is just a confirmation of a sus- of something that we've been suspecting since we saw the trailers. That Loris is absolutely going to be arrested for having homosexual relations. Um, <sighs> and I just think that it's a weird it's a weird thing for the show to do. Um, there's a, 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 a number of things that they... I think that it would have been much better if they accused him of incest with Marjorie because that would have been ironic. Yeah. Uh, yes. Well, and also there's a historical precedence for it. It's the whole Anne Boleyn, George Boleyn exactly. thing. It was the same shit. But I, now they're like, oh no, let's be topical and start talking about, you know, homosexuality and conservative religions. And uh, I mean, I'm not going to defend the seven because, you know, praise the drowned god. But I think that that's a misrepresentation of the seven. So I just don't like. Well, it's also a lot of the what we got in the book with the seven is that they were very they tried to suppress women as well. So it would have been better if it was an incest thing because then they show them going after Marjorie too. I don't know what they're going to do, but they're absolutely, they would not have spent a five minute scene being like, everybody knows I'm gay. Everybody knows I have sex with men. It doesn't matter. Nobody cares. Oh no. They're totally going for that. And it like pisses me off. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Cause the sparrow's going to show up and be like, it is an abomination. (laughs) I'm like, well, which God says it's an abomination? And the thing is, he's been, he's not been, well, (laughs) no, it's just that they've been making him the brunt of like all of these really crude, stupid scenes where it's like, he is. In a brothel, like, having sex with a guy, and that's the only time we see him. Or they, he was with Renly, and there was, like, dumb jokes being made. This is all they've done with Loris's character. And now they're like, and we're going to have him arrested for being gay. It's like, really? Can't you do something else with it? Can't you show him joining the Kingsguard? Can you show him being heroic? This is what you have to do? I mean, that's the thing. It's like, Loris is a fucking badass. And he's yes. probably one of the most deadly people in court. And instead of portraying him that way, he's being... Yeah, He's being reduced like to having Oliver point out Doran locations on his birthday. <laughs> what the fuck was oh, that? And wait, you forgot planning weddings. How much he enjoyed the idea of planning his own wedding. Yeah, caring about They're defining a character by sexuality. It's no, stupid. it's like his his character is his sexuality rather than his That's sexuality being aspect trait. of his That's character. Just can, I, can I just give a shout trait. out to the fact that at least Loris knows what sandstone is because he was he was the <laughs> yeah. me in that scene pointing out the errors in uh, Oliver's geography lesson there. <laughs> he really was. <laughs> Yes, but I don't know. I don't understand how this is going to translate into badass Loris going off to conquer Dragonstone. Because he's not going to. And get his face melted. Pitch face Loris will live and rise again. (laughs) Only in the books or in your cosplay in the future. Do you know what? That would make more sense, though, because him getting so grievously injured, they're going to be like, well, he wasn't that good of a knight anyway. Fuck you. Yes, he was. He was an amazing knight. knight. Shut up, David and Dan. Yeah, he's the best knight. Yeah, remember that detail in the book? No, remember every detail that in the book about Loris that you left out. Oh yeah, (laughs) goddamn book purists. You know what? It's not about being a book purist. It's about the fact that the character is not written well. Yeah, 
Yeah, no, I'm he's just not. making fun of the people who always comment like in, on articles. No, I know. Like, well, in the book, no. Oh, I mean, I, I want to be clear. It's important. About this. I, I want to be clear that it is important that there is a prominent gay character on the show. Absolutely, like, I applaud that. But and he it, should not yeah. be reduced to commentary. He should not or cliche or to or to cliches. Yes. Yes. Agreed. We, we talked about in the World of Ice and Fire podcasts about how, you know, it's all always like this weird coded language when they're talking about gay characters. And it's like, I didn't exactly like how he was, that we didn't really get anything about him in the books either. But what we did get was better than what they've done with him in the show. And I... It was more respectful. I was it really, wasn't like, this wasn't the only thing about him. I was him. really looking forward to getting more of an expanded fleshed out character in the show for Loris and I feel like they've just made me angry repeatedly yeah <laughs> that's my feelings yeah. I feel like Absolutely. if this was one of our written episode recaps this is where I would put that Hermione gif of her going honestly don't you two read <laughs> <laughs> or no have you seen the the gif of Melissa McCarthy just like throwing a book in some guy's face yeah. oh yeah that's from the heat and people would put on it read the book and I'm like yep that's us yeah I love that movie <laughs> So, new this season, we're going to talk about the episode as an adaptation, because we know that they're going to start diverging a lot, more so than they already have from the books, and so we thought this was where we'd talk more about things that they left out and what it could mean for the show, but also what it means for the books, for stuff that maybe that, you know, might, that might be new for us, kind of like when they had that scene last year when they went to the land of always winter. So... Was there anything that was left out that really stood out to you guys? Of course, there's a lot, so we're not like going to go through every single little thing. But, like key things. I think. I mean, I think as an adaptation, it's very clear that they are condensing. They're getting rid of anything that's superfluous, and they're just like literally smashing the storylines together like they're two beetles. <laughs> that's the metaphor. Yes, yeah, it was the metaphor for the writing of the show. I, I get it. it now. I got it. Got it, right? Blood, okay. Blood. No, but like, you know, because they're they're really condensing all the stuff in the north, you know, they're bringing Sansa in. They've got they've got Ramsay at Winterfell and mm-hmm. they've they've gotten rid of Mance already. Like they don't they don't need him. And it's interesting to see because, you know, the, it, it gets rid of a lot of the things that make the book so rich. But as a television show, you kind of have to get to the point. Yeah. You know. So yeah, it's sad, but I'm glad that they gave they gave Mance it's not even I don't know is it an honorable out but they gave him one to remember they gave him a good send off yeah yeah like he had a really great scene leading up to it with John and then I thought the actual death scene even though he's not talking at all it's still really well done I like his surprise when John shoots him with the arrow (laughs) yeah he should have been surprised though (laughs) but it was nice um, I, I don't know. Are we sad that that's all of the Tywin funeral that we get? Because yes. that's always, that's always been a very like visceral. Eyes <laughs> creeped me out. Yeah, we got the creepy eyes, but we didn't get like the whole of King's Landing arrayed and, and being like, oh, he smells so bad. <laughs> well, it wasn't smell vision so. Well, I mean. Well, but it was not, it wasn't just about that. It was about how it wasn't dignified yeah. and how. Cersei was kind of that was like her her you know her descent into like no one respects me everyone is making fun of me kind of paranoia. I also miss the the Tom and scene with Jamie even though you can't do it because he's like I don't know how old in the show but he's not yeah, he's like forty five <laughs> years old. He couldn't go up to the to the corpse and be like oh get sick and run out and have Jamie go comfort him although that would have been really funny doing it with this Tommen. Yes. 
Um, I think the creepiest thing, I just, I can't. Every time I think about Tywin, I think about those stupid eyes. And what's weird about it is that they're this color of his actual eyes. So they just look like. me out. Oh, nope. Nope. If if that's all I got, I'm like, good. I'm sufficiently creeped out by this. I do not need to know that he likes stinks to high heaven. I'm good. Yeah, that was actually something I happily forgot from the book. So thanks. Well, and again, I'm doing the reread. I was going to get that soon enough anyway. I think in terms of like while we're still in the north, I think in terms of it all being condensed so much, I think that, that what's that po- what that points to is that in the book Sansa is going to become involved in the north. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. I don't know what Brienne is doing, but <laughs> your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> I don't know if Brienne knows what she's doing at this point. No one knows what she's doing. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure she won't make it to the wall. Oh, definitely. No one makes it (laughs) to the wall. (laughs) Yeah, no one gets there. (laughs) I was going to say, maybe she'll find, um, um, oh, fuck, what's his name? Rickon? No. No. (laughs) Yeah. Or that. Maybe she'll find Rickon. That was my speculation that she was going to get told to go find Rickon. She'll find Cannibal. That'd be hilarious. (laughs) She'd be like, oh, there was another Stark child. Oh, I gotta go. <laughs> have you have you seen a child of with brown hair and a large direwolf? And uh, he may be feral by now. And he was with a wildling woman. I mean, what is he? Twenty five now. I'm wondering what's going on with Theon. And if Brienne is going to, instead of it being like Theon trying to rescue fake Arya or Jane Poole from Winterfell. Is it going to be Brienne trying to rescue actual Sansa? I, would hate I think it's going to be Theon rescuing Sansa. Yeah, I hope that's still the case. Because what's he doing? I have no idea. It's going to be even on the show. About, that's even so much juicier. Because yes, okay, him him uh, rescuing Jane. It's like you know whatever. She knows who he is. But rescuing Sansa, like that's juicy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I have very so. little problem with the idea of bringing Sansa up there, just because. I think if they're going to change the story, it's at least interesting that they're bringing major characters together rather than, like, their creations of story in, like, Karth or whatever, you know, that we didn't like. (coughs) Yeah, that's what we thought about it. I was going to say, Jenny, I don't know who you're talking about. I don't pay attention to that season. Where are my dragons? (laughs) Oh, God. That was Just blocking out Danny season two completely. Um, so, so now that Var- Varys is in, this is, this is important to me, you guys, so I really want you to pay attention. I, now that Varys is off with Tyrion doing crazy crap in Essos, does that mean Kevin lives? <laughs> no. Maybe. Oh my God. No. Kevin Unless will Cersei kills Or Cersei will do it. Well, no, okay. Cersei's gonna do Lantel it. Lancel will do it. <laughs> no, Rachel, that's why she was rude to him, because she's gunning for him. Oh, <laughs> okay, but man. hear me out here. We know that he's... <laughs> We say, like, he's not going to be on a boat, the pole boat thing, but he's still going to be on a boat. He's just going to be on a boat with Jorah. So at some point, he and Varys part ways, probably when he goes to the brothel and Varys loses track of him. So he has to do something. So he's... Wait, do what, we know back to King's Landing and kill him Kevin? on a boat with Jorah. Okay, because I really hope that doesn't happen. I'm really hoping that we just... He says, can I get shit-faced on my way to Marine? And Varys says yes, and that's fucking it. We're like near Marine next episode. No, I cannot take any. No, of they're journey. going to Volantis. I like the journey. <sighs> was anybody else getting seasick when they were filming that part? With the, no, no, with the no, it's just you. <laughs> no, it's the <laughs> just poop you, hole vision. The poop hole vision. We're back. Oh my god, <laughs> I was getting so much emotion sickness. I remember I had to cover my eyes and ask you guys to tell me when it was over. 
No, I was more sick when he just like fucking puked. Yeah, that was and then he kept on drinking. Get me That's my wine. when I knew that I loved that scene. <laughs> Do you think Tyrion got pink eye from looking in that eye hole? <laughs> <laughs> oh God! <laughs> okay, so that, if I had to pick a favorite scene in all of Game of Thrones, poop holes, puking, drinking your, pouring your wine by the mouthful, and keeping on drinking after you puke. I just like there's nothing better. Hair of a dog. Best show. Oh my god. <laughs> that was like, you know what? Fuck you, body. I'm gonna stay as drunk as I humanly can. You can't try to reject this. And there was a eunuch in the scene. I mean that's that's it. That's my wheelhouse. <laughs> <laughs> if she can't have gray joys, she's gotta have that. So does anyone have any other comments about just the episode as an adaptation? It was actually pretty accurate to the books. I was surprised. That's it. Yeah. That's all you get, Jess. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're just they're gonna lead us on. <laughs> Especially that everybody still dresses the same, you know, twenty oh, years oh later. My God. I know. Thursday, oh my God. She's she's in vintage now. <laughs> you should have mentioned that in later, your nerd rage. <laughs> just 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 imagine those same dresses on on kings and queens that were like, you know, you don't have to imagine. Past. You can look at the illustrations. Okay. In the <laughs> exactly. Well, could we have done fire. some like '80s hair teasing so we could pretend that we can like put this in some kind of timeline? Like, oh hey, this is when they used to crimp no, their hair. No, they don't believe Got in it. that. Okay. They don't believe in that. See all my rants in all the previous episodes. I don't know. Danny had crimped hair in season two, but we don't talk about that. <laughs> Danny wasn't she in did. season two. Oh what yeah. Do you mean? <laughs> Where are my dragons? I forgot to name them. No, that didn't happen. What? <laughs> yeah, I don't know who you're talking about. What? <laughs> so, are there any... We had, like, a brief tease of the next episode, but we also have seen stuff, of course, from other stuff. So, did anyone want to talk about anything they're looking forward to next episode, or just... The return of Jock and Hagar! <laughs> Arya! Yeah. So, we get Arya next week with the House of Black and White. They didn't show I'm just excited door, about... No, no. no I think that I think I thought we thought that was going to be episode two. I think that was our prediction, but maybe we're wrong. No, it is episode two. It is episode two. Yeah, it was yeah. in the preview. Was oh, it was? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I saw. Yeah, because Doran. Doran was talking. Oh, I missed yes. that. Oh my God, Doran! <laughs> <laughs> and we also know that Stannis is going to give John an offer. He can't refuse. Oh, Marriage to try to tempt him. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> They have to they share the bear. Flashes those pretty baby blues. Touching Tormund's thighs. I think I know what you guys are looking forward to. What? Which is? Illegal and rigged elections at the wall. <laughs> but there's no reason. I don't know what you're talking about, Rachel. That was a perfectly legitimate election. So any other comments about the episode, guys? Well done, everybody, on this show, I think. I, again, this is, I think, the tightest premiere episode they've had. So I'm pretty excited about it. It's all downhill from here, guys. <laughs> hey, just know wait, the wait. positive, the positive like nature of this podcast. It's because it's very book accurate. You just wait. <laughs> so are we ready for our toast to Jon Snow? To Jon Snow. To Jon Snow. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye. And so he broke that sacred oath, that Lord of the Crossing. And now the pie crusts cover his skin, and they're so good to eat. Yes, now the pie crusts cover his skin.
I guess it just went off by itself, and that's why I screamed, by the way. Your my what? ITunes just started, my iTunes just started playing Adam Lambert, and so I was like, ah, because it just was lasting in my ear for some reason. Sorry. Oh, yeah, we didn't okay. hear that, Lauren. No. It's in your earphones. Uh, <laughs> like, no, but the music we didn't hear you scream no either. was probably the weird thing, so I had to explain no. that. Sorry. I, no one I, heard you scream. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds creepy. So, so if I That's like the tagline no to a horror show. No one can hear you screaming, Lauren. <laughs> oh, that's because I got sucked up into the vortex. Of life. <laughs>